0: What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. We're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week on the podcast, we got one item in 4K Spotlight, and boy, is it a good one. I'm so excited to pick this one up on 4K. Uh, We got nothing for Through the Wall. It's kind of a dry week. Um, so, after that, we'll be moving on to our headliner, uh, which will be our breakdown of Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So, Caleb, what do you say
1: we get started? I say let's do it.
0: Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast. You need a verbal kick in the ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms. All right, so getting started with 4K Spotlight. Uh, this week we got Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. The sequel that arguably is better than the first Puss in Boots. Um, so, so freaking good. And if you guys want to hear our review of that, be sure to check out our episode of that that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, or I guess, like, what, like two? uh, oh, has it been a
1: couple weeks or has it been like a month or so now? It hasn't been. Too long. It's actually it's actually been a while. <laughs> oh, okay. let's see. It's one, two, three seven weeks.
0: Okay. Shit. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know it was that long.
1: Yeah. It's it's been a hot minute.
0: <laughs> um. But anyway. Uh. So unfortunately, it's not getting any exclusives. It feels like this is the way that DreamWorks is now. It sucks. Oh wait. I just lied. Never mind. I'm like i will scrolling through Blu-ray.com, and all of a sudden a Target exclusive pops up. Um. But Okay, so there's not going to be any steelbook or anything, but at Target, there's going to be a a, a version that comes with a 40-page filmmaker gallery book. Now, it's only available on the Blu-ray. There's no 4K exclusive for that. Um, I don't think, I. no offense, I don't really care enough about that to just buy it on Blu-ray. I will definitely be getting the 4K of this one. I'm so freaking son of a bitch. There's another exclusive? I thought there wasn't any.
1: Ain't that the shit?
0: Dude, this is freaking <laughs> bullshit. Where where the hell is this limited edition gift set going? Okay, I guess this isn't going anywhere. But I guess if you want to get the limited edition gift set, um, it includes the movie uh, and uh, Puss in Boots and Paro Squeeze toys. So I guess it include, I guess it includes cat... I don't know if these are supposed to be cat toys or dog toys or both or maybe they're just toys i have no idea but like wouldn't it make sense to make them like dog and cat toys for a movie like this
1: you would think like i think that'd be a really cool option where it's like one of them has a cat toy and the other has a dog toy
0: yeah that'd be really cool um but i don't know if it's either of those or if it's just toys but um as far as i can see and i swear to I swear if there's another exclusive that I'm missing I'm going to lose my shit. Um Okay, <laughs> there there is nothing. Okay, so it's just those two exclusives and then the regular Blu-ray and 4K. And I will absolutely be picking up uh the 4K of that. Um but there is actually sorry Caleb, I know I do this often. I missed one new release coming out. It's uh that Do you have a comment? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Uh, you, you do this every freaking week. <laughs> I don't do
0: it every week. I only do it every once in a while, so there's shut has been the hell There's up. maybe been a
1: handful of times where you haven't.
0: Well, you know what? You can kiss my ass. Anyway... So, the other big new release coming out is the Whitney Houston biopic, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, which I never saw. I don't even know if, like, a lot of people saw it. I don't think it did that well at the box office. But I heard it was decent.
1: Yeah, I hear those usually, those biopics usually are, like, yeah, typically pretty yeah, solid.
0: Yeah, it's very rare that uh, one sucks, but... um. But yeah, so if you want to pick that up, that is also coming to Blu-ray this week. No 4K of that, um, so just a Blu-ray of that. But so, that is all of the uh, 4Ks coming out this week. And I apologize that I missed that one. <laughs> you should be. i kiss my ass. <laughs> um, anywho... What do you say we move on to our. Uh, since there's no. God damn it, I'm already screwing this up. Since there's nothing to talk about for Through the Wall, what do you say we move on to our headliner?
1: Say, so let's do it.
0: Alright, so for this week's headliner, we'll be breaking down Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Media. So Caleb, do you want to let people know how we break down movies on this podcast?
1: I would love to. If you're new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade uh this letter grade gives us a percentage to compare this movie of uh or to kind of give us a a ranking but the letter grade is the most important thing uh just so we have an idea of where to group this movie in um so the eight categories that we score i kind of jacked that up a little bit too uh the eight categories that we score are story writing acting character development effects music costumes and then we give our own personal score at the very end all of those numbers get magically added up in our algorithm and spit out a letter grade for us to compare uh for movies of a similar grade uh as well like i said as well as in a percentage that will give us an official ranking uh so if you have not seen ant-man and the wasp quantum mania it is still pretty fresh in theaters, at least as of our current recording. Literally, it's only been in theaters for, what, like five days? <laughs> yeah, not, not too long. <laughs> um, so if you've not seen it, definitely go check it out, uh, and then come back and listen to this. Spoilers galore. Yeah. So if you so, don't want the beginning of Phase 5 to be
0: spoiled, stay away for, for the time being.
1: Yeah, definitely come back and listen, but yeah, avoid. Um, so, if you listen past this point and have not seen uh, the new MCU movie, uh, it is your own damn fault that anything is spoiled for you. So, yep, hell yeah.
0: Well, now let's enter my favorite segment, or everyone else's favorite segment, and my favorite segment: uh, <laughs> reading, reading with Rose, with two e's. During her days of entrapment In the Quantum Realm Janet Van Dyne encounters Kang An exile traveler who claims They can both escape from the realm If she can help him rebuild the multiversal power core After they manage to repair it Janet sees a vision of Kang conquering And destroying entire timelines Kang reveals he was exiled By his own variants out of fear Which drives Janet to turn on him Outmatched, Janet uses her Pym Particles to enlarge the power core and render it unusable. In the present day, after the Battle of Earth, Scott Lang has become a successful mem- memoirist Wow, and has been living happily with his girlfriend, Hope Van Dyne. Scott's now teenage daughter Cassie has become a political activist, resulting in her spending some time in jail before being bailed out by her father. While visiting Hope's parents, Hank, Pym, and Janet, Cassie reveals that she has been working on a device that can make contact with the Quantum Realm. Upon learning of this, Janet panics and forcefully shuts off the device, but the message is received, resulting in a portal that opens and pulls the five of them into the Quantum Realm. Scott and Cassie are found by natives who are rebelling against their ruler, while Hope, Janet, and Hank explore a sprawling city to get answers. Hope, Janet, and Hank meet with Lord Kryler, a former ally of Janet's, who reveals that things have changed since she left, and that he is now working for Kang, who is now the realm's ruler. The three are forced to flee and steal Kryler's ship. The Langs, meanwhile, are told by rebel leader Gentora that Janet's involvement with Kang is indirectly responsible for his rise to power. The Rebels soon come under attack by Kang's forces led by MODOK, who is revealed to be Darren Cross, having survived his apparent death at Scott's hands. Yeah, we got a lot to say about that, guys. Just you
1: wait for that. Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) The Langs are taken to Kang, who who demands that Scott helps get his power core back or else he will kill Cassie. Scott is taken to the core's location and shrinks down. He is nearly drowned in a sea of variants of himself, but hope arrives and helps him acquire the power core. However, King Reneges? I don't know. Caleb, I'm horrible at English. Uh, R E N
1: E G E S. R E N what? E G E S. Renege? Reneg- okay, Renegs?
0: Right, for a Hold second, on. I thought it was going to be a silent G. Yeah, it says Renege. Reneg, okay. Kang reneges on the deal, capturing Janet and destroying her ship with Hank on it. After being rescued by his aunts, who were also pulled into the Quantum Realm, rapidly evolved, and became hyper-intelligent, Hank Hank helps Scott and Hope as they make their way to Kang. Cassie rescues Gentura, and they commence an uprising against Kang and his army. During the fight, Cassie appeals to Cross and convinces him to turn sides and fight Kang, though he sacrifices his life in the process. Janet fixes the power core as she, Hank, Hope, and Cassie jump through a portal home. But Kang attacks Scott, nearly beating him into submission. Hope, res- Hope returns and together with Scott destroy the power core and knock Kang into it, causing him to, causing him to be pulled into oblivion. Cassie reopens the portal on her end for Scott and Hope to return home. As Scott happily res- resumes his life, he begins to rethink what he was told about Kang's death being the start of something terrible being the star of something terrible happening, but brushes it off. In a mid credit scene, numerous variants of Kang meet to discuss the Conqueror's death and plan their uprising, concerned by the increasing interest in the multiverse by the heroes of Earth-616. In a post credit scene, Loki and Mobius locate another Kang variant named Victor Timely on Earth in the 1900s. Oh boy. that's never a good way to start off a review oh boy it's
1: this is gonna be a really tough breakdown for for me at least because it's like i there's so many issues i have with this and it's kind of been hard to figure out where to place them
0: that's f- like honest I-, I feel you there um, I mean like my biggest problem was definitely Modoc I'm not gonna lie um but there are like other problems I have like spilled throughout the movie but yeah we I don't will know about definitely you be getting
1: into Modoc
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know about you but this I can't decide if this is my favorite of the trilogy. It's either this or the second one. Uh, do Brown, I really like the first Ant Man, but I just love so much when they brought in the Wasp that she like makes the movies that she's in my favorites. So I can't decide if it's the second or third, but it's like close.
1: Dude, it was almost difficult for me to think like, why are you calling this Ant Man and the Wasp? Like this is more Ant Man and Stinger.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seriously. And that's. So Sucks because freaking not only is her costume in this movie so comic accurate, it's incredible. Like, oh my god, it's amazing. Um, but you're you, how can you waste such an amazing talent as Evangeline Lilly? She is so good as Hope Van Dyne, and she's just pushed to the side.
1: Yeah, it it was unfortunate for sure. Oh uh, man, dude, like just. Starting off, and I think this... Actually, I think it's more of a writing issue. The pacing of this movie felt really off. Um,
0: Like, did you feel that they, like... Because I don't know about you. Um, Like, I kind of wanted to catch up with Scott and the rest of the family a little more before they entered the, quant- the, the quantum realm. Because it literally felt it was less than five minutes, and then all of a sudden they're getting sucked in. I'm like, god damn, that was fast.
1: I, I'll definitely agree with you there. It did feel really quick. But I feel like... I think that's maybe what it was lacking between the new Cassie and, and uh, Scott. Like, for those of you that don't know, Cassie got... Or at least older Cassie got recast from the actress that played her in uh, Avengers Endgame. And so, I mean, she she got replaced by Catherine Newton, and Katherine Newton is an amazing actress. Like, there hasn't been a single thing that she's been in that I've disliked, that I know of. Um, the only one that I can think of, and it's not even her fault, because she's the
0: only good part of it, is Paranormal Activity 4. Yes.
1: <laughs> the only she is the only good part of that movie. Yeah, um just going through like her IMDb real quick. Uh freaking the the map of tiny perfect things was good, Freaky was good, Detective Pikachu was good, Blockers was good. There's not been a lot that she's been bad at. Like the only thing that stands out is Paranormal Activity 4, but she's an amazing actress and it's just the chemistry wasn't there. Like, there was chemistry. Like, don't get me wrong. But it just didn't feel quite father-daughter.
0: Yeah, I feel if we could have gotten an emo- as an emotional scene as we did in Endgame with the actress that played her there, I feel I could have maybe... Well, I don't know. Did we get any? Like, considering that he kept calling her... God, what was her nickname? Peanut. To him? Peanut. Did you feel that there were any, like, emotional moments, like, truly, that were, like, very emotional between those two compared to, let's say, the the Avengers Endgame scene when she sees him for the
1: first time in five years? In this movie, no. Yeah. They they had, like, there was, the only moment that stands out where it was just, like, really intense and, like, super, like, hyper-protective, like, that fatherly paternal uh protection mode is when kang had cassie caught in like this telepathic grip and he was just like i will murder her and keep her in that loop until you beg me to kill you <laughs> like oh shit yeah that, <laughs> yeah, um... that, that was that was insane yeah, so, I mean, Scott's reaction to that, and Paul Rudd freaking just sold it, that was, like, flawless. Um, it's just, the emotional moments just didn't quite hit super hard, which sucked. It does, cause, I mean, look, don't worry, I loved her in this movie,
0: she did a great job, um, but just yeah the the it didn't feel like the father daughter connection that i wanted um i i feel it's still the strongest in the first two just because of the young actress that played her she was absolutely incredible um but honestly i i, I just hate like there's nothing against catherine newton like you know she up and coming star i can understand why they they recast her like they wanted a big name star to play cassie considering that i'm sure cassie's going to be a very integral part of the MCU movies going forward, but the way that the original actress found out from Endgame that she had been recast—I think was at like uh, like a, a like a Disney stock meeting or some shit like that—that that when they they were announcing like a whole bunch of things for uh, Phase Five and they. We're talking about Ant-Man and the Lost Quantum Mania, and I think they announced Jonathan Mate. Well, wait, no, I'm sorry, Jonathan Majors wasn't announced until Solid Comic Con, but they were talking about it, and uh, they mentioned, "Oh yeah, Catherine Newton will play a uh, Cassie Lang in this one," and I'm sure the girl is just like, "The uh, hell? What about me?" So I'm yeah. just a one-off, okay?
1: Dude, they freaking did her dirty. They did, and I feel so bad for her. She did a really good job, but she did but, it uh, like at least for the small part that we saw her in, like she did really good. Yeah, she did good. Like, I, like, I'm sorry, I honestly, hate to like keep I think she has a better look than, than Catherine Newton. Like, she kind of has like a Paul Rudd look about her
0: face. I like, think they, what
1: they were wanting is because,
0: um. I think I read somewhere that they felt that the actress that played her in Endgame, for the five-year time jumping, considering how Cassie was still pretty young, and how old was Cassie in Ant-Man 2? Do you know, by chance? I have no idea. Um, She had to be like, like barely like, what, like 10 or 12? Maybe. So, if we're looking at that, because that takes place literally right before Infinity War, jumping her to five years that would put her around her like 18 like around like 17 18 or like maybe early like almost 20 so i feel and this is just assumption i'm assuming with marvel is that they wanted and i'm not saying the actress looks old but i'm sure that they wanted someone that maybe looked a little younger for the age that they were going for with cassie in this one
1: i mean maybe like, that's the only excuse I can come up with, because she has the look about her. Yes, like, yeah, no, she actually looked like she could have been Paul Rudd's kid. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through, it doesn't look like she's done anything, like, action-wise. So, I mean, maybe. Like, that, sh- that better have been it. Because, like, if they hired her, or if they, like, didn't go with her because, like, whatever bullshit reason, like, if they just went, oh, she looks a little too old, like, that's the only thing that I would accept. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, she, I she still that. pulls off, like, pretty young, easy. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at pictures of her... She was at the, uh, the Far From... Okay, like, the Far From Home premiere. And, I mean, she... She does look like older than maybe she did in Endgame. But yeah, I think the only thing that was lacking there was just between them was uh, chemistry. But I think that's more of a writing issue than anything. I think my my main issues were the way that the story was edited. Okay. (laughs) Like once they got to the quantum realm, it kept jumping back and forth between... Cassie and Scott and the Pims yep like in a really janky ways too like
0: dude like seriously though cuz we go like such a long time with the Pims and then it would jump back to Cassie and Scott for literally only a couple of minutes and then jump right back to the the Pims and we'd be spending like another like 15 20 minutes with them yeah like
1: it was so odd because like you see Scott and Cassie get taken by these people, and then we go to the Pims for a little bit, uh, like, doing whatever their their thing is doing. And then it jumps back to Scott and Cassie, and then it's, they're, like, in a whole new situation. It's, like, dark outside. So, like, you have to think that time, like, a significant amount of time has passed. Um, then... They have this weird scene where they're, like, taking Scott to, like, drink this ooze. So, like, he doesn't know what... Like, it's a secret ooze. He doesn't know what it's all about. But you see Cassie say, like, drink the ooze. And then it jumps back to the PIMS for a little bit. And then... Actually, like, it cuts to the PIMS for, like, a long time. And then it cuts back to Scott. And then he, like, drinks the ooze real quick. And, like, has a conversation. I'm like, what... Just freaking cut them together. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could have done this in one freaking go. Yep. Like, you could have just done... We could have just been with the Pim... Or Cassie and Scott get, get captured. Go to the Pims. Get everything done with the Pims to the point where it's like, okay, now we have a vehicle... Or now we have a mode of transportation. Let's go. Then they go on their merry way, and then boom, right back to Scott and Cassie doing their thing. Like it's not that freaking hard. No, no, <laughs> it is not. But no, like you had to do some weird jumps. Like just knock it off. <laughs> yeah, dude, sir. And then, uh, and then I uh, like my my big issue, like the biggest issue I had with this movie, the stakes were so minimal yeah at least like they they were okay like don't get me wrong did i think that they were going to beat kang yes like i i had every like assumption that like yeah kang is not going to make it through this there's a multiverse of kang the conquerors they have like they kind of have that figured out
0: I was kind of disappointed, though, that he didn't make it out and they killed him because I love this variant so much of him.
1: Yeah, it's difficult because it it almost like uh, I I don't like I don't know. (laughs) Like, I, I had such mixed feelings about it because it's like, okay this this version of Kang, super dope. But I feel like it made sense, like him being defeated um but my issue lied with the ending so he's able to or so what kang's trying to do is he's trying to transport his entire empire that he has created within the quantum realm back to earth or he's trying to like bring it with him and then scott and like everyone like jacks that process up so he's just trying to take on like it's it gets to the point where he's just trying to take whatever he can and cassie and hank and all of them are able to open a portal back to earth they're going to jump through it and then basically just shut it down so Kane can't escape um so what ends up happening is like this portal is up, everyone's jumping through because they think Kang's been defeated, and he comes out of the woodwork trying to jump through the portal because he's just like, at least I'll get back in on on track. Like I'll friggin' figure it out once I get out, but like he's trying to force himself to get get out of the quantum realm, and Scott and him have a big old fight, and it's just. I think it just kind of cheapened that whole line, the like, Oh, I don't have to win. You just have to lose deal because it's yeah. like, it's it's like, but you both didn't lose Scott. Like this is, this is how I thought the ending was going to go. I thought it was going to be Scott and Kang just duking it out. And then Wasp was going to come in last second and they were going to kick Kang's ass together, like defeat him whatever however you wanted to defeat him but it was going to cost the portal being closed yeah i
0: and honestly i feel that would have been a very good character moment for for both scott and hope like her, hope truly showing that she loves scott yeah i mean she exa- did oh. but it would have made even it would have made it even
1: more impactful dude freaking exactly like And this is like where this is like something that I probably would have addressed because you got to think like that would have been him sacrificing even more time with Cassie to bring on this uh, to to pull this win in and like just kind of sacrificing his own personal what wants and desires for the world or for the universe at large. And I think if you wanted to kind of go the quote unquote cheap route, I think you could have had Cassie and hope jump back through the portal and have them all been stuck together in the quantum realm and then have, uh, Hank and, um, Janet working on trying to figure out how to get them out of the quantum realm. I don't think, cause it was so cheap. Cause it's like Hank and or not Hank Scott and, uh, hope they like they've defeat Kang, like suck him into this machine or whatever. And b- basically kill him. And then they are just sit- standing at the top of this ruined tower and staring off into the quantum realm while people are cheering because Kang's been defeated, and I started feeling like really heavy because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're they're stuck there. Like it's kind of a, a really seldom defeat, and then it's like, pew, portal opens, they jump back through, everything's fine with the world, and I'm like, this yeah. is bullshit.
0: <laughs> There's no stakes,
1: goddammit. it. Yeah, that's that's exactly what my problem was,
0: dude. I'll bet you. I wonder if that was the original plan. But maybe Marvel's just like, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna be able to make an Ant Man four. Um, so uh, if uh, you could make this to be like a happy ending, that'd be great.
1: Dude, I would have told them to go kick turds. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, like I comic have too, books cause... don't have happy endings all the time. Yes, no, they do not. Like, and you proved like it's like Marvel, you're stepping on your own foot, like. Mm-hmm. You have proven that happy endings don't have to happen. Are you kidding me? Do you think freaking Infinity War ended happy? That was a Dude, massive see, box office success. That is
0: still probably the most, like, sh- the most shocked I've ever left the cinema. And it probably always will be. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think any of us thought that Thanos was actually going to win.
1: Uh, I, I'll i tell you, I didn't.
0: Yeah, Same here. I... Or at least I didn't expect him to get all of the stones in Infinity War. I thought it was going to be he gets a certain amount in Infinity War, and then in Avengers 4, he got the rest. I did not expect him to get all of them in in one go.
1: Yeah, and you think Endgame ended happy? That ending was so bittersweet. Yeah. Like, you have proven you do not need a happy ending. This movie did not need a happy ending.
0: No, i I would have been I would have been fine if it ended with Scott and Hope being stuck in the quantum realm. It would have been a very good character moment for both.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I would have personally preferred if they did something like, because I mean, obviously, like you, I don't think you'd want to take Scott away from Cassie again, but you don't have to reunite them. Like, like, in person. I think you could have done... Like, she had the quantum satellite di- situation that she had set up. Mm-hmm. You, you could have just had it so they could communicate with each other via hologram go. or whatever. There you go. And, like, kind of had a similar ending where maybe they're, like, celebrating her birthday. And it's just Scott in hologram form or whatever. Like you could have done something else they ruined the stakes of their own movie and i'm just like i felt so cheated when i left or when i saw that i was just like they could have ended this so much better yeah
0: what's funny is like when they were doing that uh like once hope came back through and you know uh dinner thing and the portal closed like in the back of my mind i'm just like they're gonna find a way to open back up i, I just know it i know they're not gonna end it like this
1: i i had such high hopes that they weren't going to <laughs> oh same here no i didn't want it to open either i was so worried i was just like the way that they shot that scene where it like you kind of see what's happening behind them i was just like oh no Oh no! Like, don't, don't do it, don't do it. And then the portal opened. I'm like, shit. The
0: the fact that like also irritates me is they went through so much to get the portal open while they were in the quantum realm, and the fact that how much you know Janet said of how she hates connecting with the quantum realm. You know, it's it's just a disaster waiting to happen. The fact that they were able to just open it back up so quickly and then close it again without any repercussions whatsoever,
1: bullshit. Right. Yeah, and I thought the whole, the only way that they were able to freaking open it in the first w- place was because they were attached to that multiversal battery. Yeah, that's what I thought, too! And I was like, okay, so that's destroyed, so, like, that's, it's like they set up all these, these pieces for it to be like, oh yeah, they're stuck in the quantum realm now. Yeah. For, they went they against the their logic. It. I'm sorely disappointed with with that, like yeah. so freaking disappointed, and yeah. Um, I guess I'll save it for I'll save what I have to say next about like with writing. Um,
0: my question is where, <laughs> what category? Because I, uh,
1: I I don't know if like we want to work it in story. What category do we want to talk about Modoc in? Th- that's ex- that's exactly what I was thinking. I think it's <laughs> I think my issues with him were writing. Okay. They were mostly in effects, but I think my issues okay. with Modok were not story related. It was all writing related. Okay, I can agree. So yeah, okay. freaking Modork. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: Yeah. Um. So, what would you give the story for this?
0: Um, I was telling Caleb this, like, I walked out of this movie, like, s- way more, uh, like, ha- like, I actually walked out of this movie, like, saying I had a good time, unlike Thor, Love, and Thunder, and it was because of the story. Um, but, like, we pointed out, the ending kind of ruins it for that, because there could have been some amazing character moments, but we were, we were robbed of that. Um, so, uh, I oh, don't no, like, oh god, damn it! This is hard. Uh,
1: I think I'm at like a 79. I see you're being nice to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I, I, I got to make sure.
0: I'm making it my mission. It's getting higher than Love and Thunder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I. <sighs> I'm. I'm... I'm kidding. I'm not giving it like super low. I'm giving it lower than you. I'm giving it a 76. <laughs> That's completely fair, dude. I completely get it. Yeah, I think they just jacked up too much with the story, trying to like trying to force in this happy ending with us. It's just it was unnecessary. Yeah. Like movie, comic book movies at or at least freaking anthologies or anthology might not be the right word this the saga of movies where we know that there's are multiple movies within this phase and ultimately leading to the ultimate big bad every movie does not have to have a happy ending yes thank you like, it just doesn't if it if you can make it a happy ending without it being like sh- shoehorned in, like go for it. But it doesn't have to end that way every single time. Like, especially like, if you have plans for Ant Man down the line. Like, which speaking of, we didn't. We don't even know if Ant Man's coming back. Like, we know Kang is. Yeah, that's tr- dude. They better bring Paul. R- I okay
0: like i'm okay and there's nothing against hank and hope i love not hank and hope i'm sorry hank and janet i love them they're amazing but i would be okay if they never if we never saw them again it's scott and hope that i really hope we see again because i love these two together so much
1: i think that'd be a really tough sell like i mean y- you know that we saw them in or without hank and janet in endgame yes um so i mean that's not really an issue there it's just seeing them in any capacity outside of like the family unit would kind of be tough especially with how tight-knit everyone seems to be
0: which is awesome
1: i love that yeah um all right getting into writing the humor with this was pretty decent it it was. Um not like <laughs> I actually
0: laughed at this movie, unlike Thor Love and Thunder.
1: Yeah, there there were some definite gems within this movie. And this is where I'll say there were times where Modoc was genuinely terrifying. And I don't know if I ever found him terrifying, honestly. There was, like, one time where he's, like, facing, I think it's, like, when he's going up against Hank in the ship, and he's, like, kind of comes out of nowhere and has his, like, the saws coming out and, like, kind of getting pissed off or going towards Cassie and, like, wanting to attack, like, when he first appears. Like, he... It's okay. kind of scary, but they they cheapened the shit out of him because of the jokes that they made. Dude, like. <laughs> like, they didn't get a single serious moment out of him.
0: No, dude, and even, like, the freaking, like, whole, as he's, like, dying, the whole, like, I always considered you a brother, Scott. I'm just like, this is total bullshit. I guess you're, go- I get you're going for a joke, but this isn't funny. They shared yeah. how many scenes together?
1: Yeah, it's freaking stupid.
0: God, I hate that this character was done so dirty. Not Modok himself. I mean, Modok was done very dirty in this movie. <laughs> but the character of... um Shit, what was Jacket's name? Darren. Darren? It sucks that his character is done so dirty in this movie because I love him as the villain in the first Ant-Man. He is so freaking good. So the fact that he's just turned into the butt of the joke in this whole freaking movie pisses me off. I get that he's,
1: I I get that he's not the same Darren, but still. (laughs) Dude, I, it's just, they didn't give us any time with him as, like, a badass. No. It's just, uh -uh. every time that he was on screen, it turned into a joke. Eventually. Like, 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 his first introduction, like, when he comes, like, pounding through all these buildings and taking out the weaponry, like, that was pretty sick. With his, but he's, like, wearing his mask. And it's not until he takes it off that everyone's just, like, then he turns into a freaking joke.
0: <laughs> I don't know about it, but your screening, but that was probably when he first unva- they first unveiled it. The hardest joke that hit in this whole movie, and it's not even supposed to be that funny, but people were freaking dying the first time his helmet came up <laughs> for how he looked.
1: Yeah, it was. (laughs) We we will be discussing that look. Like it's it it took
0: a minute to get used to because I was telling Caleb uh, that like in the trailers, at least to me, it made it look like it was his face projected on a screen. I didn't know that it was straight up his whole pig head. I mean, at least with that, you know, like (sighs) they actually got like it actually like more so looks like Modok that way. (laughs) But still, it's so freaking bad. Oh good lord! Yeah, uh, just and the whole freaking like joke of like, uh, Darren just don't be a dick, and like how they uh, turned that into uh, I'm not gonna die being a dick, and that's how he uh, is avenged. Or just it's so freaking stupid.
1: Okay, I will say that bit was freaking hilarious to me
0: when Cassie first said it, or when he I, so... like,
1: kept saying it. No, so, okay, when he died and was, like, announcing, I'm not going to die, di-, like, yeah, that was freaking dumb, but when him and Cassie were fighting, and she, she, she's just, like, just, like, don't be a dick, dude. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> and, funny. And he's yeah. like, but, but look at me, I, I'm, I'm such a dick, <laughs> I freaking lost it, like, that was really good. Like, okay, really yeah, well I'll done. give you that. And that that then, was funny. And then, she, like, her line where she's just like, it's never too late to stop being a dick. Like, that was hilarious. <laughs> like, loved that. It... <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that's where the joke should have ended.
0: Yeah, like, oh, God. I just can't get over the whole, like, one of his final words is just like, I always considered you a brother, Scott. And the way, that like, Scott looks, he's just like, and I think he looks at Hope, too. And they're just like, yeah, 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 same here.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I think what got, got me was everyone's reaction to him. Yeah. Being super like, like Scott's and Hank's made sense. And like hopes did too, but I think they just tried to play it off as a joke too,
0: too quick. We get it. He doesn't look like he used to. (laughs)
1: He's (laughs) a big head now. He looks weird. We get it. <laughs> and like, don't get me th- started
0: with like the whole like when they like walked us through like how he became Modok and just like I don't know that just like looked really weird. And I get like that. I guess that is well actually I don't really even know like the full
1: story of how, how Modok became Modok. Um, yeah. But, okay. Well, Modoc's a freaking isn't a. I don't think Modok's a person. <laughs> like I think he's a okay. robot.
0: Okay, that makes <laughs> more sense. Um, yeah, I think you're right. For in the for the fact that like yeah, he l- literally when he's being put into the Modok body, literally they have him like I think like the the a claws like grabbing his head, and you like see his like hands and legs dangling. I'm just like, well, now he's looking like freaking Humpty Dumpty over here.
1: Oh yeah, d- and d- like, it was so d- it was not great. <laughs> it
0: was not. <laughs> Couldn't they have tried to fit? darren into this movie in a different way like i get like yeah he got he like uh, he got freaking obliterated before he got sent into the quantum realm but couldn't there have been a better way to bring his character back than saying that he's modok now
1: i will say it made sense just because of how like insane his death was or his supposed death in the first ant-man movie was and how he, like, kind of imploded on himself. Like, it it made a little bit of sense. Like, I, I understood, like, how they made that leap to him being MODOK. I think he should have just been bad guy through and through the entire time.
0: Yeah, I agree. He should not have been the butt of every single freaking joke in this movie.
1: Yeah. Um. So, I was wrong. MODOK in comics is a human but it's more um, it's more in line with what we got uh, as his origin in the Avengers game see I look that is one of the few things that I feel that game did right was
0: doing the origin story of Modoc because oh my god it's so freaking good yeah. and he looked so good and then we get this <laughs> with Modoc
1: yeah I mean because that one he's actually wrong. intimidating. It's... Very, very true. I I would have preferred some th- if they would have gone along the the lines of that version of Modok, Fair. than as accurately as they they pulled off this one. He, yeah, I mean, but script wise, he wasn't bad. Like he was just the butt of the joke too often for it to stay funny. Yeah. Like I think he, I think they should. Th- should have just kept him solely as a bad guy. And. Should have stuck I, the mask on. <laughs> yeah. No, or not even. Not even necessarily that. Like, I think it would have. I don't know how I would have pulled off Modoc. He's with, a
0: hard character to do.
1: He is. I would have. Okay. Freaking doing what they did with, like, smooth faced Darren, I would not have done at all. I would have, like, dismorphed his face a lot more than they did
0: and it would have made complete sense for how like you said he imploded before he was sent into the quantum realm
1: yeah like i would have made uh, what was jacked up about yellow jacket like his helmet was open when he was defeated right i think so or at least like partially like broken yeah Okay, uh, I'm just I'm just looking at like a a gif of what it looked like, and yeah, his his mask was was pretty like jacked up, like it was it was busted open.
0: So yeah, it would have it made complete sense that his face would have been jacked up after he entered the quantum realm.
1: Yeah, like maybe I wouldn't have done like a full busted up. All right. But I would have done something to incorporate his helmet a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. When was the last time you watched the 1st day, Ant-Man? I'm curious. It's been a hot minute. Me too. I need to go back. I, just, I meant to
1: do it before I saw Mania, but I just never got around to it. Yeah. Like, okay, so here's here's what I would have done. I would have kept the overall look of the mask, but like... To, like, modocify him, I would have, like, taken off the, like, the obviously the white or the yellow paneling on his face. So I would have just, like, squared that off. And then, like, l- just kind of cut the rest of his face out. Just so, like, it looks like the helmet's still, like, stuck to his head. And then had, like, um... Oh, shit. Like, you've seen the Guardians 3 trailers. Like, the High Evolutionary... Like, oh, you yeah. know how he, how it looks like his s- skin is, like, stretched over yes. the mask or his helmet or whatever the hell he his face is? I, I would have done something like that where it was, like, his skin was just kind of, like, fused to the helmet, like, around, and then just kind of done some, like, weird morphing with his, his face, kind of give him more, like, Neanderthal-looking um, features. Yeah, um, so that
0: that would make that would make total sense.
1: Yeah, maybe like jacked up his mouth a little bit. I think Modok's just a hard character to pull off. This is Modok is a character I am really interested in seeing the concept art for. Yes. So, I mean, they they could have done I feel like they could have done Modok a little bit better. Oh, and yeah, honestly, I think they should have gone the route of the Marvel's Avengers. yeah, like they, like they almost did exactly what i th- what I've said. like his head is still like kind of has boils on it or just like growths on it. His head is just like super disfigured and stretched out. He has neanderthal looking eyebrows. Like, teeny nose, big-ass mouth. Like, I think that's the route they should have gone. And then I would have kept the whole Moda... Or the yellow jacket suit. Yeah, someone... uh, Because I looked up uh, Modoc
0: in Quantumania. And one of the first things that popped up... Someone with a picture of how he looks in the movie... He said, do you hate it because he looks ugly? Someone said, no, I hate it because it's the opposite. I expected the MCU to give him the ugliest face imaginable, but instead they just CGI a dude's face and head on MODOK's body and called it a day. In a way, he's ugly, but in a bad way. Yeah. It is not great. (laughs) There's actually a behind-the-scenes picture of uh, the... It's literally, so it looks like this was the original plan all along is to have just the um, Darren's head blown up because like this uh, behind the scenes, um, like full body sculpt that they made is exactly how we
1: got in the movie. Yeah, I I was just looking at that picture too. (sighs) They could have done it better. Oh yeah, easily. Yep, they could have easily done it better. Man, I I really hope that there's, that they had other ideas that they, like, I'm going to be pissed if they had other ideas that were better. (laughs) Yeah, dude, right? But yeah, I would have done something else to his face. Yeah, I agree. Dude, I think what was throwing me off, too, that doesn't even look like the actor that played him. Yeah,
0: it doesn't. Like, I get like it's a blown up, like really close up, but still, it doesn't look like him that much. And I know it is him because he's credited in the credits. No, he's
1: not. He's uncredited. I thought he
0: was. No, in the credits, it shows Modoc, the guy that played him. If you watch, like, if you watch the credits, it says Modoc, and then the guy that played Darren in the first movie.
1: Are you sure?
0: I swear. Because
1: I'm looking th- on the IMDb. It says that he- Corey Stoll was uncredited.
0: Well, yeah, but, like, in, like, I guess, like, they didn't want to until, like, the actual movie came out, but, like, actu- like for the actual end credits, for Modoc, uh, his name is actually credited. It actually okay. says that he played Modoc. Did they actually
1: use his face, though? Because, like, I feel like you could stretch out most people's face and it, like, look like them still. Yeah. But I, I am, this is something, I'm having a hard time seeing Corey Stull in this at all. <laughs> like, the voice? Like, yes. Like, for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's still his voice. That's another thing I would have done. Modoc's always been portrayed with, like, a robotic voice. So, I would have... Di- gosh, I would have gone a completely different route. <laughs> I would have <laughs> disfigured his face. Un- like, but just enough so you could still catch the features of... Uh, of Corey Stull. Like, I probably would have kept the mouth and the nose the same, and I would have just... I think all they needed to do was just, like, pump up the eyebrows. Like, Neanderthal the eyebrows a little bit, give him some, like, weird scarring on the side of his head, and just kind of do the same thing with the top of his head, and so it's just not, like, a freaking chrome dome. (laughs) Yeah, dude, seriously, though. Like, I would have gone that route, and then given him a super robotic version of Corey Stahl's voice. Yeah, I can get behind that. Anyway, uh, getting back into writing, like, because <laughs> we covered like Little... all of our effects issues. <laughs> um,
0: Holy shit!
1: Dialogue. This is actually probably one of the better written uh, of the Ant Man stories oh
0: dude especially i mean of course it's how you know jonathan majors delivered it but the writing all of his dialogue was just so intimidating so i feel like kind of philosophical philosophical um just oh my god the writing for him was so intimidating and i loved
1: it dude i absolutely agree i loved that he was trying to still connect with janet
0: Yes. And
1: being like we never talked about what you saw. And he was trying to explain his point of view like like it almost like the way that they ended it and like led into that end credit scene with the the council of Kang where it seemed like oh maybe Kang was right.
0: <laughs> no, that, that's a good point.
1: Like just kind of one of those deals. And I hope that they kind of dive into that more and more where it's like, oh, we made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, I think that'd be a really interesting ending for, like, the multiverse saga. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, if Kang has to, like, take over again or if the the man who lived, like, comes back like, I think that'd be r- a really interesting story. Um, but yeah, Kang was really well written. I think the I had an issue with uh, Janet for a little while, and at least until she opened up about what happened with her in the Quantum Realm. It's just it, she was holding back too many secrets for, her, for it to feel, like, reasonable.
0: Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that because, yeah, like literally after, you know, they get separated in the quantum realm and so it's just uh, Hope, Janet and Hank. And when uh, they first get there and she like she pushes them up against a tree and she's like, don't move. And then after that, she kind of doesn't really she um, after that, she doesn't really say anything like they just keep going on their way. But it's just like, I don't know, maybe after like getting like almost scanned by something, I'd want to know the truth, mother, about the quantum, the quantum realm.
1: Yeah. Like they just kind of let that go on for way too long. Yeah. Like I think that they, that a conversation should have been had on the little flying, uh, stingray. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. They had time. yeah, they definitely had time. Like, it didn't need to happen when they got to frickin' Bill Murray's character. Which, why in the hell would you want Bill Murray for that role? That was oh, such a, a bullshit role. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe they... I don't know if he just wanted to be in a Marvel movie, or they just wanted to have a, like
1: A-list actor in it. No, um, you frickin' wasted money on a big-name guy being in this movie. Yeah. Like, so stupid. Like when I, I saw Murray, like, ca- sorry, what?
0: No, just I was I was gonna say I wish Bill Murray cared as much as he used to, because you could definitely tell in most of everything that he's in nowadays. It's just he's there for the paycheck.
1: Yeah, it definitely even felt an after- like that. I'm like he's even in afterlife, it, in. it felt that.
0: Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way with uh, Dan Aykroyd or Ernie Hudson, but I I still unfortunately felt that way with, um, Bill Murray. Apparently
1: he's not super fun to work with. I've heard that as well. Yeah, so I think they could have written that character out completely. Oh yeah, totally. Like you you could have had anyone portray Janet to Kang. But I think the only reason you they didn't was to give like to get a fancy ship that Michael Douglas had to stick his arms into. <laughs> it was so freaking weird <laughs> yeah so gross yeah but anyway like it that was completely unnecessary and i found myself having a really hard time caring about what was happening here i'm like we all know that he's just gonna betray her
0: yeah dude right
1: like the why are we dragging this about? out
0: <laughs> the only thing that i cared about from that scene is that michael doug or hank pym never got drunk he never got his drink.
1: I know. That's what I was thinking too. I'm just yeah. like you guys. Like, excuse you. You ordered a drink, dude. <laughs>
0: yeah. You <laughs> denied him getting drunk, Janet. <laughs> oh man, that was that was rough. I I I, th- I will say it was a sweet moment, but it was it was funny. The uh, when they're on the ship leaving, and he's asking Janet about like, oh, so you know. Like, um, h- how was it with him, you know? And she's like, well, you know, like, gone for 30 years. Had to please myself some way. And she's like, I'm sure that you, like, hooked up with someone too, right? He's like, yeah, it goes on with this one girl uh, he hooked up with. And uh, she's like, well, so then what happened? She's like, he's like, it wasn't you, Janet. I'm like, oh, that's sweet. But it's kind of funny, too.
1: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Like, I think that could have been a real, like, connection moment for them. Like, I don't think they focused on Hank and Janet's relationship enough.
0: I feel... I felt that way, like, honestly, throughout this whole trilogy. I mean, like, Janet's really only brought in in the second one. Like,
1: I think she's only mentioned in the first one, right? E- yeah. Well, okay. Well, she's technically shown. Oh, yeah, with the flashbacks. Yeah, right? but she... Like, okay. it's not Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Yeah. Um. So... Like I get that she was brought in very late, but yeah, I would have loved if they would have explored. And I, I mean, I don't know if we'll get an Ant Man four, um, but I would have loved if they would have explored Hank and Janet's relationship more in these movies. I agree. I get that they're not the sole focus, but like, at least give us something more than what we got.
1: Yeah, like I think he needed like just some sweet, like romantic moments between them. Like you could have yeah. freaking squeezed those in.
0: Yeah, because I feel Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer actually have really good chemistry together, so I feel yeah, it shouldn't have been a problem at all.
1: I think they do, too. Um, yeah, everyone else, though, I mean, it felt like... The rest of it felt good, Like other than like the issues mm-hmm. that we brought up. I do think yeah. it is definitely better than the story. Yes, I can agree with that. Um, how much better, though? Uh
0: For me, i probably just go like a point higher,
1: so I'm going to go an 80. I actually might go a point higher than you. I might be at an 80. Okay. All right, moving on over to acting. We have Paul Rudd, who plays Scott Lang. Evangeline Lilly, who plays Hope Van Dyne. Michael Douglas, who plays Dr. Hank Pym. Michelle Pfeiffer, who plays Janet Van Dyne. Jonathan Majors, who plays Kang the Conqueror. Catherine Newton, who plays Cassie Lang, and Corey Stull, who plays Modok. Or what did I say earlier? Modork? <laughs> yep, Modork. Yep.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, I mean, uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. So what's your top three look like for this?
0: Number one, definitely Modok. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh let's see. Number 3. Hmm. You know, number 3 I got to give to Mich- Michelle Pfeiffer. Um she was uh honestly I would give number 3 to Evangeline Lilly if she had more to do. <laughs> but she did not have a lot to do in this movie and it pisses me off. Yeah. Um, but Michelle Pfeiffer though was fantastic in this movie and I appreciated that they were able to dive into her character so much more. Um, little, I feel like in every scene that she was in she stole the show um, but that's just because they didn't give well not only because she's a great actress but they didn't really give Hank and Hope a lot to work with <laughs> but uh, anyway I'll stop bitching about those two especially Hope but anyway Michelle Pfeiffer she was absolutely freaking incredible Uh, number two I would give to Paul Rudd freaking incredible as always I love him so much as Scott Lang um and this movie was no exception uh especially his uh like emotional moments it's like when um he's like he's giant man and he's running towards kang he's just like we had a deal kang just the emotions in that in the scene uh where it's like literally thousands millions well no i think it was probably thousands of ant-man's scots um and the fact that like uh the whole line, like, oh, we finally have, like, we actually agree on a purpose and it's to spend more time with Cassie. And that's how they're able to work together. But, you know, that of course doesn't work, but then, you know, hope comes in and because, you know, you know, she's real, they're able to combine and to where it's just, you know, just them and not their, uh, their split, uh, what is it? Like their split, uh, fuck.
1: Oh, Probabilities?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, they're split probabilities. They're able to just come together as one, which is awesome. I love that scene. But both both acting and that scene is great. But Paul Rudd especially, um, just, yeah, he once again knocked out of the park with this with this performance. But I have to give number one to Jonathan Majors. Oh, my God, this man is so intimid- intimidating, intimidating as King the Conqueror. I got to watch more movies with Jonathan majors. Cause I feel I'm just barely discovering this guy and he is incredible. Um, he is such a presence every single time he's on screen, the way that he delivers some, a lot of his lines in monotone, but I feel that's what makes it work so perfectly. And that's just what makes King so intimidating. And I hate that this version of him died because I love him so much. Um, and Don't get like, because I don't really know a lot about Kang the Conqueror Uh, like I literally know nothing Um, So this is my first introduction to the character and I'm loving What Jonathan majors is doing and even the costume is working on him And I didn't think that they were going to be able to pull off a purple and green suit on majors But they did it he looks fantastic and even with when the freaking helmet and blue visor go over he go over His face it still looks fantastic um But yeah, number one, Jonathan Majors, freaking incredible performance.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I just wanted to quick bring up that scene you were talking about with uh, Scott and Hope being in the Probability Storm. Yeah. That was the shit. Right? So good. Dude, I love that it just kind of, it felt like what Scott was doing in the first movie. Where it's, it's just the ants climbing on top of each other to get Scott to the top of, like, whatever he needs to go and grab. Like, it felt very reminiscent of that. Like, it's just kind of, like, did. reminiscent of their characters. Where yeah. Scott is Ant-Man, and so he, all of his characters are working together to create these little formations. Exactly like what he does with those little carpenter ants. Like, in the first movie, and, like, the second one. And, like, creating these, like, little foundations for him to, like, run across or do whatever with. Like, freaking love that, like, little comparison. And then with Hope, like, flying down and then it just being, like, a swarm of wasps. Like, I thought that was so freaking dope. (laughs) The fact that they're, like, fighting with each other, because that's totally how, from
0: what I've been told, is that how, like, unlike bees and their their community, wasps is kind
1: of, like, all for yourselves. Yeah, uh, definitely. But I thought that scene was so cool, just, like, seeing that comparison. And then when they, like, join together and all the versions merged. And, like, I love seeing the stuff that they're able to do together as a team. Yes. Like, I love seeing Wasp carry Ant-Man by the hand and, like, toss him up to shit. So cool. We needed more of that. Yeah, definitely needed more of that. I thought that shit was so cool. Um so anyway, getting into my top three, I I might be in agreement with you. Like it, it is seriously a, a coin flip between Catherine Newton's Cassie and Michelle Pfeiffer's Janet. That's fair for for number three. Um, as as the issues that I had with Cassie are just due to the chemistry that she had. When it came to Paul Rudd. Everything else that she pulled off. Was incredible. Like I loved her. As. As Stinger. Um, like I like I think she pulled off the humor really well. It was just the emotional moments. Just it didn't feel like they quite had that connection. For emotional. But everything else I think they did. Freaking awesome with. Um, so with this coin flip. I'm probably going to give it to Catherine Newton. As my number okay. three, I like the with Evangeline L- Lilly. Like I agree with you, Evangeline Lilly would have taken this had she had more to do. Uh, my number two, um, I'm also going to agree with you, Paul Rudd. And this isn't anything against Paul Rudd. It's just that Jonathan Majors knocked this out of the park.
0: Right. Oh.
1: He, it, he stole every scene that he was in. He was so intimidating just in stature, the way that he spoke. Like, he has such a a commanding presence in, in the scenes. It's nuts. Um, I
0: remember, like, when Age of Ultron first came out, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I want James Spader to narrate my life. I think I might change that to Jonathan Majors. I love his voice so much.
1: Yeah, he has a really good voice. An intimidating one, too. Yeah. So I I'm I'm happy that this isn't the end of Kang and that we're going to get more. Yeah. Same. Yeah, so that's what my top 3 looks like. Um overall, what are you given the acting score?
0: Uh I feel is the highest for me so far. Um yeah, I really don't have a lot of problems with the cast. Um well, except for Well, no, cuz it's not even his fault. It was it was the way that he was written. The uh freaking who played MODOK again? Uh Corey Stahl. Yeah, Corey Stahl. I don't even blame him. It's the way that he was written. What he was given he actually did a decent job with. Um but I definitely agree with you with Catherine Newton. Like if it weren't for like not having the chemistry there with her and Paul Rudd, definitely would would have would have been uh uh higher for me with uh where I would rank her, but Overall, she she did an amazing job. Michael Douglas, incredible, incredible as always with what he was given. Just Evangeline Lilly, like I said, Michelle Pfeiffer, just everyone did such a great job. Um, so, acting,
1: um, I'm gonna go an eighty-six. It's actually really close to what I was gonna give it. I was gonna give it an eighty-eight. Oh, okay, cool. All right, next I up find we it got funny character.
0: No sorry, I just find it that like so far you're like almost higher in all the categories. In this movie. Except story. Yeah. That's funny.
1: Yeah. We'll, well we'll see how uh character development goes for for you.
0: True. Good
1: point. Um so what did you think of so I think you kinda of have to do this off of Scott, right? Yes.
0: Um I agree. Um Maybe, and I was thinking about this after I saw the movie. In the trailers, I feel it was more hyped up the fact that Scott dealing with Kang and like agreeing with his idea of like wanting more time with Cassie. I feel it was more hyped up in the trailers than it was in this movie. Easily. And then, okay, I'm not the only one. Good. <laughs> um,. So and I I love that storyline and I wish that it was established more for his character development because overall like it's not a bad character development uh Scott literally hasn't changed at all but you really don't have to change Scott he's he's Scott Lang nothing really he's he's just a happy go lucky good guy nothing nothing really needs to change about him bringing in the fact that he wants to spend more time with Cassie considering that he lost 5 years uh with him you know uh being in the quantum realm um and him uh you know kang once they enter uh the quantum realm you know kang you know telling him like hey if you do this for me i can get you more time with your daughter i wish that that would have been established or more dived into but for what we got i guess it was it, it was a decent character arc uh i mean not only with what he is going through with Cassie, but you also get, you know, his relationship with hope that I, I not going to lie. I actually might've cared about that a little more, um, especially with, with the ending, uh, with how they almost get stuck in the quantum realm together, which that should have been the way it was, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel we, both of us are going to be so bitter about that now. Um, But it, like it has it he had his moments don't get me wrong scott had his his moments in this movie but overall i have seen better character developments in other marvel movies by characters and i feel that just it's scott is a lot harder of a character to have like huge character growth with just because he's just a simple guy And so when you think about where can we take him with character development or character growth, really, it's only, like, you can either take him two directions, either uh, with Cassie or with Hope. You have to, like, uh, do storylines with those two characters or just one. So I feel he's a little harder to do. So I guess I can kind of excuse that a little bit, but not by much. What what are your thoughts?
1: No, I, I... You pretty much covered it all. All my issues, okay. too. Oh, sorry. Um, he, No, it, it's it. <laughs> it's hard to... He's a hard character to do. Mm. Like, he kind of has, like, that Captain America syndrome where you kind of know the choices he's going to make. So true. Um, I mean, Cassie's whole issue with him in the beginning was that he has the ability to do all this stuff and to make change, but just doesn't. And again, like you never see him take that active approach to making any change. Like he everything that he it's everything he does is like reactionary. And I'm not saying that Captain America had that issue. I think Captain America had it it, like it was just very consistent. Like the the relation that I give that between the two is um, consistency between them. Where Captain America is pretty much the same and it's can be said like the same thing about Ant Man. They're very much the same throughout. Yeah. Um they do make some changes, uh and some growth here and there, but I mean overall I think at their core there the, they are the same person. Um I do think that he he was challenged a little bit in taking a more active role in setting up like this basically revolution against Kang and having to lead these people. I mean Cassie kind of f- forced his hand with that, but he was able to like fight alongside people and and everything and like ultimately make that change. So I mean the arc wasn't itself wasn't bad. So I mean, wh- what are you sitting at with development? Just cause
0: it wasn't like great, but like they did the best that they could with the with a character like Scott. Um, uh, oh, God damn it! I don't like. I can't decide. Like I'm either between putting it the same score as my writing, or like a little below story. You know,
1: I, I I hate to do this. I think I'm gonna go seventy eight. I was going to go slightly higher than actually I might go the same score as my like writing so I'm going to go an 81. Okay.
0: Damn, I'm being brutal on this movie. I don't mean
1: to be. I no, had a good time it, it, with this I mean, one. <laughs> it, it it it's it's hard, dude. It's yeah. so freaking hard. Um this probably isn't going to be difficult at all for us. The effects. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um there were definitely, well, not only M.O.D.O.K., but, because I feel like we have definitely covered our thoughts on the effects for M.O.D.O.K. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: M.O.D.O.K., look, I mean, if you take out the face, like, if you ignore that, the mask looks cool, he flew around, yeah. super cool, like, everything about him was really cool. It's just, once he took the mask off, you're just like, what I'm just like shit? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, um. But considering that, you know, this is the movie that we've spent the most time in, the quantum realm, uh, there are many scenes that I'm just like, yeah, I can totally tell you are standing behind a green screen or a blue screen, whatever. Very um, much it, so. It's it's very easy. <laughs> Especially a lot of the uh, the group shot. I think, like, there were, like, a lot of ones where it was hope janet and uh hank then i was like yeah i'm not even like being fooled right now you're you're a freaking i think it was uh the biggest scene for me was uh when they uh when janet like goes to that like group and like uh like cuts off that one guy's arm oh yeah that's how like they greet each other that looked like right (laughs) 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 all right that's a way to put it i love that um yeah, oh my god, that was so bad. I'm just like, it feels like y'all aren't even trying with that. This movie had a $200 budget, and that's all that we get for that scene.
1: Yeah, dude, what the shit was that about? Uh, I, I mean, Okay, I will say this. Minus that scene, a lot of the the rest of the scenes look decent.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, even, it's um, just they dropped like... the
1: ball on that one. <laughs> I
0: will say... I will say, like even like the CGI for um when they would uh, press their, and I, I want your opinion about this. Um, like the whole like now that like they can just press the the freaking like turning into Iron Man now, they can just press uh like the centerpiece on their chest and like their suit comes on. Dude, I hate <laughs> that. I didn't mind it, and I thought like the effects for that actually looked pretty good. Uh, I'll say I don't it, know, like but...
1: it did. It looked really good. I just. I miss... I miss them putting their suits on, like, normal people. Like, I... Yeah. I, I liked feeling, like... Like, the mask was, like, almost an inconvenience. Like, when... Like, in the first one, where it felt, like, very real, where he had, to like... Like, having it, like, retract, like, fine. Like, I... Like, if you want to have it retract and have that be CGI, like, fine. But I... I don't like that they can just, like, oh, I need to take my suit off and then, like, push a button and it's off. I'm just, like, I I wish that they would have, like, show issues with them, like, putting the suit on.
0: Yeah. The fact that the mask, like, comes back now to where it looks like a hoodie. is like, it kind of, I I think it's, like, freaking hilarious.
1: I actually really dig that. I, I never liked how, like, with Iron Man, when he would remove his helmet, that it would just, like, completely disappear.
0: No, that's right. No, I like it too. I I just think it's fun- funny that like, t- whenever I see them on screen, I'm just like, hey, it kind of looks like a hoodie because you know that that's your mask.
1: Yeah. I um, I will say this: they jumped back and forth between wearing a mask and not wearing a mask way too much for me.
0: Yeah, dude. Straight
1: up. Dude, it's I'm like, just like pick a side. Yeah, I'm like just pick one. Keep it on or take it off. <laughs> Uh, like honestly, it was to the point
0: for when uh, Kang destroyed uh, Ant Man's helmet. I'm like, okay, thank God
1: he w- is just stuck to one choice now. Yeah, um, I don't know about you, but I, I picked up or a scene that really stood out to me in a bad way is when Cassie first shrunk. Did you notice how janky that looked? I did
0: not actually.
1: Maybe I just yeah, wasn't paying so, that much attention to it. Yeah, so it's when Modoc's attacking, uh, whatever like that town is called, or that base is, and so she activates her suit and goes to shrink for the first time, and she it looks so rough when she's running, like it almost looked like choppy like and I was just like what in the actual shit was that? <laughs>
0: okay, I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I believe you. I'm sure that that's exactly how it looked. I'm sure it looked very janky. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch that.
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> um, very rough. Yeah. Other than that, though, the uh I mean the rest of the effects looked really freaking good. Yeah, like
0: a lot of the quantum realm, um, uh, and I don't want to say quantum realm people, quantum realm beings. Yeah. Uh, those actually looked really good. Freaking, of course, when freaking, uh, Hank pointed out that the one w- looked like a broccoli, that was freaking.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I loved Hank's perspective because it's like he's someone that's studying or been studying the quantum realm and he's like, he knows nothing about it. So it's like seeing it, like, Gives him a freaking nerd boner, like yeah, I loved that shit. Yeah, I loved like the way that he talked about the quantum realm, and Michael Douglas is just a gem. Like he sold he that is. so well, I was just like, I could hear Hank talk about the quantum <laughs> realm for like, ever, right? Oh, so so good. Um, jeez, I'm I'm trying to think of any like nothing else stood out. Kang looked really good. I loved the mask. Or the yeah, mask. that.
0: They made Visers. that look so freaking good. Like, I was so afraid of that. Because, um, I mean, like, seeing... Now, like, looking at, like, how Kang looks in the comics, I'm like, you know what? That could have gone really bad, but they pulled it off very, very...
1: Oh, yeah. Super freaking well. Uh, damn. Other... Like I said, other than, like, the super green screen looking interaction with Janet, or, like, the the Pims. The little the janky moment with Cassie, and maybe the face with Modok, or definitely the face with Modok, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Like it, it all looked incredible. Yeah, like when, the final fight, dude, was insane. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. That was done very well. Yeah, I love, I love when um, we kind of get these nods towards the other Avengers and shit that they they've done. Like with, um, oh, with Scott grabbing that that disc, and using it as a shield.
0: Yeah, I'm just like it. I freaking
1: love that, and it, like I love that they gave us some shit to see that was like stuff we almost never seen before. Like when when Janet comes like flying by, shrinks down, or uh, Scott shrinks down, she grabs Scott and just. Th- Chucks him, and then like mid flight, he turns into a giant, like and just cannonballs the freaking shield, like knocking it like knocking it out. I'm just like that. "That that, Awesome! That was dope. That was a great Ant Man and the Wasp working together
0: scene. Yeah, they need more of that. They do. Oh, dude, I forgot to bring this up in writing. I loved when uh Cassie and Scott hug each other when they're both giant. And freaking they throw in like the like they bring it back to like Civil War when she's just like oh I'm like super hungry now he's just like yeah right you're in this you you want some citrus right it's kind of it's kind of crazy
1: that 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 that's what you
0: crave <laughs> I was like yeah I, I like the callback to Civil War that's awesome
1: yeah i freaking love it so I mean effects wise I mean the issues I had were like minimal yeah. Where, where are you sitting
0: i think I'll, I'll sit at an 80 damn
1: i i'm gonna be a little, a lot nicer to this i'm sitting at like an 86 damn
0: man what is wrong with me
1: i i don't know dude like <laughs> you're, you're being a freaking hater
0: yeah i am <laughs> but i really liked this movie that's the thing
1: i know dude like
0: Okay, you know I underst-
1: like I understand like your your decision to go that low. Huh. I'm going to go up a little more. 80.
0: <laughs> Mike seeing if there's like any other
1: categories I need to change. Just kidding. Uh no, I think All right, next up we got costumes or not costumes, music. Unfortunately, this was average. It's MCU average. You know what sucks is like it seems like the trailer the mu- the movies
0: god damn it wow sorry the music in the trailers is like better than what's in the actual movie because I don't know about you but in the first trailer for this movie they used Yellow Brick Road by Elton John and the way that they used it was so freaking cool so good I'm just like why couldn't you have done that with the mu- the music in the actual damn movie
1: yep exactly dude exactly my issue. I was waiting for Yellow Brick Road the entire freaking time, and I'm so (sighs) bummed that we didn't get it. Yeah! Because
0: that's not only such a great song, but they made it work so well for this movie that I'm just like, you couldn't have made it work well for not only the trailer, but also the movie?
1: Yeah. I would have found a way to make it work with the movie.
0: Yeah, same here.
1: But shit. Like, it, again, it is MCU average, and unfortunately, I think that's a seven. Yeah, I agree. All right, costumes, though? Who
0: Dude, I'm... St- like, I'm at a nine, but I could be
1: talked about. Ooh. This... Mm, the only reason I'm not at a ten is because they could have done better with MODOK fair yeah that's that's fair Cassie's suit looked really freaking good Wasp's new outfit was as comic accurate as you can possibly get dude right like
0: oh my god it's so good
1: yeah and then like despite my feelings about the helmet and it being like automatic on and off like eh whatever like the suits are freaking killer yeah like I said King's costume, mmm, chef's kiss. Oh yeah. And then if we're getting into like the character design for every all the quantum realm creatures, like so good. Yeah.
0: My look, only yeah, issue is freaking Modok,
1: and I think Modok was enough to bring it down. <laughs> yeah. I I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, so definitely sitting at a 9 there. All right, last up we got our own personal score for this. Uh, so, Rose, you want to take this one first? I would love to.
0: <laughs> Are you just very interested to see what I actually like? give this? Since I I'm am just... <laughs> so
1: interested to hear what you're going to give this. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have not been nice to this movie. <laughs> I
0: have not. Which, like, I promise you, I loved this movie so much more than Thor, Love, and Thunder. I like almost hated Thor, Love, and Thunder. But I really enjoyed this one. Um, like I said, this might be my favorite out of the Ant-Man trilogy. Um, but yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong. You got some questionable CGI, um, and there might be some problems with the story, but overall, I feel it's a very good Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. I had a really good time with it. Uh, the characters are so, so good minus Modoc. <laughs> um, <laughs> Every, every everything else though is just super super good and just I, I I really had a really good time with this one. Um and King the Conqueror, oh my god, Jonathan Majors stole steals this freaking movie in like the best way possible. So I think I'm going to be
1: you know what? I think I'm gonna be an eighty eight. Damn, that is actually exactly where I was sitting too. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a blast with this movie. It was it was a lot... It Okay, it wasn't as good as I was expecting it to be. But like I do with most movies, I kind of try... I do my best to set my expectations uh, aside. And the stuff that they were able to incorporate in this movie and give us were really good. They introduced Kang extremely well the the only big issues with this movie are significant are like we've discussed Modoc looking like a freaking dweeb and the overall story itself um like i think the overarching story is good i think the whole situation with Kang trying to escape the quantum realm because it sits outside of time and space is really interesting um but where it it falls short and the reason it got so low is because I think they just their editing was just so off and it just it didn't make the story flow really well um there was I think there was maybe a time or two where the movie seemed to drag and i don't know if that's just because i had to piss really bad like dude, <laughs> it was so bad i was 45 minutes in and had to go and i was just, i i oh waited. shit dude i waited the entire freaking movie see th- to this go. is
0: why i never get drinks at the movie theater unless it's a short shorter movie like an hour and a half i know i can do it but like yeah no like freaking uh like, uh, so last week, actually, Friday, um, I went and saw uh, Avatar 2 again with uh, my buddy JC. And dude, I literally made sure that like two hours before I had like literally no liquids at all because I had to make sure that my bladder
1: could take three hours. Dude, I can't do that. I all I like I need a drink
0: because oh, I, I get I, it. like,
1: I don't know about it. you. I get sweaty in the movies like even okay, with, I don't do like that. the ac yeah like even when the ac's on like i s- still catch myself getting super sweaty in the movies interesting and, and i like i said don't know why but it's so
0: interesting
1: yeah so it's like i need a drink but i didn't realize how i thought this movie was a lot shorter than it was <laughs> i mean it's still i feel one of the shorter mcu movies like yeah, barely it's over only, 2 it's hours only... Yeah, barely over two hours. But like forty-five minutes in and I was just I like started feeling like I needed to pee and I was like shit. And
0: Dude that's I kept dude, making the just, <laughs> I kept making The, the fact that you of... had to stay after two. <laughs> I know that's what was killing me. She's <laughs> like, son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> I know I was just like, okay, I know there's two. Like shit, shit, shit. <laughs> And so Once you w- saw when the cr-
0: Kane will return,
1: you're just like, cool, I'm out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. Like, I was busting at the seams. But I may- I'm i so stupid because, like, I'll-, I'll be sitting there and I'm, like, shaking my leg or just, like, bouncing my knee up and down. And so I'm, like, just trying to, like, get my mind off of it. And then I'll take a drink out of instinct. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> And it, like, I do, just I swear, made it worse. I, yeah, I know. And I do it, like, multiple times. Like, it's not just one time where I'm like, oop, accidentally took a drink. It's like, the entirety of the movie, I'm just like, oop. Like, even during the credits, I was taking sips of my drink, and it was just like, damn it, Caleb! <laughs> Dude, that is freaking hilarious. Shit, I, I know, shit, it's so bad, shit! But, I know. I should have paid better attention, but, like, I... I usually, um, what I usually will do is, like, a couple days or before I go see a movie, I'll just start drinking, re- like, water really heavily, and so it's just kind of like preparing my my bladder, <laughs> and it usually works, but I, I completely spaced on doing it for, for this movie, so I was... I, kind of bit myself in the ass there
0: that's really funny that we both train our bladders in different ways for longer movies <laughs> i know dude funny. that's what
1: i did with uh avengers when we found out that it was like three hours i was just like all right like i'm going into training like a week before the movie comes out <laughs> <laughs> and so i was just downing water like it was nothing and i like you know i had the freaking big ass uh drink from like the gas station yeah, that was like just packed full of water or lemon water or whatever that well, I was drinking, and uh, yeah, as
0: oh, dude, all I know is I wish I had your bladder. I hate my bladder.
1: <laughs> yeah, i i got to I got to the point like where I could watch like I all the every single time that I went to see Endgame in theaters, like I freaking killed it with. <laughs> with not going to the bathroom and just like this one just caught me off guard but anyway um so with those scores entered uh that concludes this week's breakdown so starting off with story uh not a very strong start whatsoever sitting at a 77.5 Writing got bumped up a few points, and it's sitting at an 80.5. Acting is significantly higher, sitting at an 87. Character development drops off quite a bit, sitting at a 79.5. The effects is sitting at a very sturdy 84. Music is sitting at a 7 out of 10. Costumes is at 9 out of 10. And then our personal score averaged out to an 88%. So with that the final All Bros letter grade for ant-man and the wasp quantum mania has come to a
0: a b okay thank god <laughs> dude i was so afraid it was going
1: to get like a c plus i'm like oh no please no no it's um uh... it was close like don't get me wrong it was freaking close um so it is sitting at an eighty three point three one percent. Uh now my question is though:
0: Is it higher than Thor: Love and Thunder?
1: Oh yeah! Oh, thank well, God! No, fr- no freaking question about that. Phew! Okay, I did it. I did, I did. We did good, Caleb. We did good. Ooh, not that freaking good. What? So okay, hold on. I. <laughs> I so do we want to do this like out of like the ranking out of just all the movies or do we want to do an MCU ranking? What do you think? I could go either way. Let's do MCU ranking. All right. I hope that doesn't add more work. No, it doesn't. Okay, thank God. All right. So here is where. Oh
0: shit! What?
1: Okay, here is, so we have, this is not counting the movies that we haven't scored yet, which we need to freaking get on and just yeah, do. Yeah, we
0: do. Yeah, sorry about that.
1: No, you're you're good. So, our number one spot is Spider-Man No Way Home, followed really closely by Avengers Endgame. Next, Avengers Infinity War. Then Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Then Eternals. Then Shung chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Then Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Then that's above the Avengers. Or, yeah. yeah the Avengers, Black Widow, Spider-Man Far From Home. The first <coughs> Black Panther. Sorry. <clears throat> um, then Captain Marvel. Uh, then Spider-Man Homecoming. Avengers Age of Ultron. Then Thor Ragnarok. Then Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Okay. Then Thor Love and Thunder. And then, in last place, is the first Ant-Man. Or, is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. What did we give Ant-Man and the Wasp? A C. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. Damn. (laughs) I didn't know we were that low. Yeah, so it, we were really low on that one. But yeah, Quantumania got one place higher than Thor 11 Thunder.
0: You know what? I will take this victory.
1: Yeah, I mean the difference between those is 3%. So I'll I mean still take, take it, it how you will. I will take it with stride. I think we have a very unpopular uh MCU ranking. <laughs>
0: dude i feel like the one that's going to be the most unpopular one is eternals i mean that would oh, yeah. definitely has it's ha- it has its it, it has its lovers It have its has its fans but um considering that ant-man and the lost quantum mania from what i saw last is now tied with the eternal scorn run to me a lot of people do not like eternals
1: dude i think the fact that we have eternals above the avengers is going to get us a lot of hate
0: yeah Now, the question is, though, personally, do you agree with that? (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. (laughs) Really? I I do not, but I can understand why.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hate to do it, but, yeah, I think, like, there's a a lot of controversial shit on here. Like Like, Eternals being where it's at is super controversial. Um... I'll say Shang Chi and Doctor Strange both being above the Avengers is questionable. Fair. Um, I think the next thing would be Captain Marvel being above Spider Man: Homecoming. Yeah,
0: I. I'm sorry, I would not agree with that.
1: Yeah. Well, we're okay. I think where the where the issue lies <laughs> is so. Before anyone, like, gets their panties in a bunch, this is what happened. We... So, now, we separate our personal scores. So, I now know for all the movies going back to... I don't know how far. We have a detailed listing of my scores versus... Rose's scores versus like if we have a guest on versus their scores. So we're able to figure out whose score is whose. So like if I wanted to find out just for shits and giggles, like what my score alone would give a movie versus Rose, like I could do that. Um, but unfortunately with some of these MCU movies, We were not that well prepared to separate the scores. So we're we're just kind of going based off of some of these are purely just me and Rose. Like the Spider-Man Far From Home, that one was redone by our official third host and guest, Vic. (laughs) Um, Wow, throwing DJ. Wait, are you throwing Vic under D- the bus there? Yeah, okay. He was supposed to be on today, asshole. But he had to go. Well, you're throwing DJ he under had responsibilities the bus, man. and cool. shit. <laughs> like going and being an adult, like freaking bullshit, dude. <laughs> F that, man. <laughs> Who does come that? Come talk superheroes. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> um. So anyway, we. We had this, uh, a lot of the movies that we did prior to incorporating this system, we had not done yet. So we had to go through, come up with all these. So we had random people scores thrown in here. Um, There were some like uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, where DJ and Vic, they rescored it. Uh, We do have that updated score on our official ranking Um, And we have it separated from our original ranking. But we're using our original ranking for Far From Home on this list. Um, Unfortunately, with some of the older movies like The Avengers, Thor Ragnarok, uh, I think Homecoming, we didn't have our system incorporated yet. So some of those have other people's scores attached to them. Um, So, I mean, that's just kind of the luck of the draw with us. So, yeah. So, if you dislike our rank, should we go back and, like, fix those? I think we well, might have actually, to. Well, I, actually, I don't necessarily disagree with these either. Okay, maybe, like, costumes I would disagree with. We gave costumes an eight. For which movie, Anna, I'm sorry. For Avengers. What? I think. That's all. I think that's because I had an issue with Captain America. Whatever. Like uh, Maybe I can actually get away with the eight then.
0: <laughs>
1: Fair. Anyway. So that's that's why our MCU rankings just kinda weird. We'll fix it eventually so we have like an official ranking. Um, but that's just what it is right now. So anyway, getting back <laughs> to like our official rating platform system. Um so, Ant-Man of the Wasp is sitting at an 83.31. That puts it below Bill and Ted Face the Music, which is at an 83.32. Okay. It is below Toy Story 4, which is at an 83.42. Does that one hurt? A little bit. <laughs> uh, it's below Child's Play 2019, which is at an 83.43. Hmm. It is below the suit or James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which is at an 83.5. And then finally, it is below Lady and the Tramp 2019, which is at an 83.51. Going the opposite direction, it puts it above Shazam, which is at an 83.25. It's above Violent Night, which is at an 83.18. Okay. Um, then moving into B minus territory, it is above The Greatest Showman, which is at an 82.93. Um, it's above the remake of Mulan, which is at an 82.62. And then finally, it is above The Hunt, which is at an 82.47. Okay. Um, but like I said, The Greatest Showman, Mulan, and The Hunt are all B minus movies. We just like to gotcha. do five above, five below. Yeah, <laughs> five below
0: because you know it's an actual store. That might be the worst joke I think I've ever made. Yeah. I was
1: up there. Yep.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on from a uh, Caleb, Caleb, Jonathan's uh, or Roses. God damn it, I'm really screwing this up. Roses, a uh, terrible comedy. Uh, Caleb, do you have anything else you want to add for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania? Uh, That, I do not. Okay, well, I would say that that concludes this episode. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, uh, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, literally anywhere you listen to, especially where you're listening to right now, we are on there. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube as your preferred listening platform. You can follow us on social media um, or email us, uh, where you can DM us. Oh my God, DM us with uh, an episode idea that you have, or if you want to join us, um, that would be awesome. We would love to have you. Um, those are as followed: we got Facebook facebook.com forward slash the all bros, twitter instagram and tiktok at the all bros, and email is the all bros channel at gmail.com if you want to check out our website you can do so at tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros, or you can check out our merch store um, which is tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the all bros channel uh, next week on the podcast, we'll be breaking down uh, the Jim Parsons uh, movie that just, I think, came out this past holiday season, Spoiler Alert, um, which I'm so excited uh, to check out. It's another LGBTQ uh, rom-com, so I'm so freaking excited for it. Well, I don't even know if it's a rom-com. Like, I don't know how funny it is or if it's just, like, really sad. Um, that is an excellent question. I it looks we'll like it's out. just really sad.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: so it's definitely not going to be like bros. Um, <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, I'm very excited to check this one out. Um, so you can be sure to look forward to that next week. But until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will see you guys next week. Do Damn it, I've been trying to work on a Carl Weezer voice, and it's not going so well. I felt I was doing well so far, but <laughs> apparently not. God damn it. Just a whole, Jimmy's mom. How was that?
1: That wasn't bad.
0: Okay, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm going to make it as good as Herbert. Either that, I'm working on making that one as good as hopefully Herbert, or uh, remember Kyle's cousin Kyle? Oh, In yeah. A south Park. Yeah, I'm like really working on that one. The, the I'm big. So, yeah, that's definitely one that I want to nail. Because, yeah, God, that kid is so freaking annoying, but I love his voice. <laughs> Dude, do it. Okay.